Good morning. Today we again follow the order of service on page 15. Our opening hymn this morning is hymn 545, The Morning Sun is Brightly Beaming, hymn 545.
ask you to please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For our psalm today, we read Psalm 23 in unison. Uh, it is printed out on the inside cover of your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
Let us pray. God, who by the sufferings and death of your Son did atone for the sins of the fallen world, grant unto those who believe perpetual gladness, and make those you have delivered from the danger of everlasting death to be partakers of eternal joys through faith in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. For our catechism lesson today, we begin studying the sacrament of holy baptism. And the first question asks, what do we mean by a sacrament? We mean a sacred act ordained by God, wherein he, by certain external means connected with his word, offers, conveys, and seals unto men the grace which Christ has merited. And how many sacraments are there? And using this definition of a sacrament, there are only two, holy baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, these two both have, are, are instituted by our Lord Jesus Christ. They both have visible means, and through them God offers, conveys, gives to us forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. Our first scripture lesson today is recorded in 1 John chapter 1 beginning at the first verse. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard from him and declare unto you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Here ends our reading of the epistle. I ask you to please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. 
gospel for today is recorded in St. John's Gospel in chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. Here Jesus is speaking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable Jesus spoke unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known by mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down, lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my father. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel. For our confession of, for our confession of faith today, we again will use the Apostles' Creed found on page 12 in the front of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn 371, Jesus, Thy Blood and Righteousness.
Again, I ask you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing, your Holy Spirit's blessing upon both the speaking and the hearing of your word this day, that we might be edified and strengthened in our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and hold fast to him unto life everlasting. We pray in his name. Amen. The word of God, which we consider today as a portion of the epistle lesson read to you a few minutes ago from 1 John chapter 1 and into chapter 2, especially I draw your attention to verses 6 and 7 where we read, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. I ask you today, are you walking in the light or in darkness? And I have to admit that some of the first times I read this passage, I looked at this and I thought, in order to have fellowship with God and in order to have the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse me from all sin, I need to be walking in the light, and I viewed that walking in the light as to be living a holy and righteous life under God's law. However, when you study this scripture passage, we see very clearly and very quickly it's not talking about being perfect and without sin, but agreeing with God about our sinfulness and looking to him for grace and mercy in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it says, if any of us say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I ask you, are you walking in the light or in the darkness? And sad to say, many even among those who profess to be Christians, are walking in darkness. Not because, you know, we are righteous of ourselves, and they may not be, but because they are not believing what God's word says in regard to sin. And so, lest we be self-confident and think, well, we're walking the light, and they are not, all of us by nature, as a result of the fall into sin, would rather walk in darkness. We would not rather, we would rather not have the light shine upon us because the light, the truth of God's word reveals to us our utter sinfulness. I think of John chapter three, where after Jesus says those words that I think all of us know so well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just a few verses later at verse 19, it says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And so many people, even among those who professed to be Christians, would rather not hear the truth of God's word or let it shine upon their hearts and lives because it reveals 
their utter sinfulness. It reveals that they of their own works do not measure up to what God requires. And so why do I ask you, you know, are you walking in the light or walking in the darkness? It's because to continue walking in darkness leads to death. To walk in the light leads to forgiveness and life everlasting. And while many would profess to have fellowship with God the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, that, of course, is not possible if they are walking in darkness. If they are hiding and covering up their sins and sinfulness and pretending to be righteous on the basis of their own works and lives. Nor can one be a Christian and be continuing on in sin and willful disobedience. A number of Bible passages certainly teach us this. I have read all of these to you before, I'm sure. In Hebrews chapter 10, beginning at verse 26, it tells us, For if we sin willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but the certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. And so if one willfully, intentionally goes on living in sin, impenitent, the end result is going to be God's judgment. Because one cannot be a Christian and willfully continue to disobey the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. It points out here that those who despise Moses' law died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath despised the Spirit of grace. And so instead of listening to the Spirit of grace who calls us to repent of our sins and look to Christ and his cross, we reject the Spirit's leading and guiding through the word. We reject the forgiveness which Christ would give us through his cross. And indeed, there is no other way to be saved. St. Paul also writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 19. He says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of We'll try verse 9 instead of verse 19. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And it says, and such were some of you. But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so one cannot continue, continue willfully to go on in such things, impenitent, and expect to be saved. That is walking in darkness. It's hiding and covering up one's sins, refusing to let the light of God's word shine upon them, and let them see their sinfulness and their need for a Savior. It's refusing to come, in, to come to Christ and receive his grace and mercy. 
And, of course, one cannot have fellowship with the Father and at the same time be hiding and covering up his own utter sinfulness. I think of the words of Psalm 32, which we actually used some of those words as we confessed our sins this morning. But in Psalm 32, which is one of the Psalms of David, he says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. And I told you this morning that guile is not like bile, but guile is deceit, self-deceit. You're deceiving yourself and thinking that, you know, either your sin is not serious or that you have no sin. David says, when I kept silence, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long for day and night. Thy hand was heavy upon me. The sap of my soul was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. So if we pretend to be Christians, if we pretend to be in fellowship with God the Father, and we remain impenitent, we choose to go on in some particular sin and disobedience to God's word. We continue in our old sinful ways. We're only deceiving ourselves. We're not practicing the truth. If we're hiding and covering up our sins rather than acknowledging them and seeking God's forgiveness, we're lying, many times lying to ourselves, and we're walking in darkness and in unbelief. But what does our text tell us? Our text tells us, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so to walk in the light is not to be perfect and without sin, because in that case, only God and our Lord Jesus Christ ever walked in the light. I guess you could say Adam and Eve did before they fell into sin, but soon turned back to darkness or turned into darkness. So to walk in the light is to acknowledge our sins and our sinfulness, and it's literally to say, the same thing as God says about our sins. And the Greek word is a word which indicates the homo logomen is to, the ending indicates that it's a plural form of the second person, uh, but it is to say the same thing as God says about our sins. And what does God say about our sins? He says they're sinful. They are disobedience. They deserve my everlasting wrath and punishment, and that's what they bring. And so we say the same thing as God about our sins, but the passage goes on to promise that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so when we look to the Lord God for mercy and forgiveness in the cross of Jesus Christ, He forgives all our sins. He acquits us. He declares us innocent and justified in his sight. 
we might ask, well, how can God be faithful and just in forgiving sins? Because a just God must punish sin. And it is because, as it says in the next verse, Jesus Christ, the righteous, Jesus Christ, who lived a righteous and holy life in our place, keeping all of God's commandments perfectly in his thoughts, desires, his words, his actions. Jesus Christ, the righteous, is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice, or he is the payment which satisfies God's wrath against us for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And so Jesus atoned not just for the sins of believers, but for the sins of all. He won forgiveness and life for all people. And he did this that we might repent and look to him in faith and receive God's mercy and forgiveness. So Jesus shed his blood on the cross for the sins, for our sins, for the sins of all. Our sin was punished right there on Jesus' cross. God's justice is satisfied. And through faith in Jesus, we have forgiveness for all our sins and life everlasting. So again, I ask you, are you walking in darkness or in the light? Jesus and his word shine into the darkness of this world. They expose sin. They expose error. They expose disobedience. But they also offer and convey to us forgiveness of sins and life for all who repent and look to Jesus in faith. Through the law, our sinfulness, our utter disobedience to God's commandments and our thoughts, desires, words, and deeds are revealed. But through the gospel, Christ's sacrifice for sins, his holy life, his innocent sufferings and death are revealed that we might look to him in faith and be justified and forgiven. And so what is the message of this passage of scripture? To walk in the light is simply to walk in the truth. To believe what the Bible says about you and your sinfulness, that you are a sinner and you stand condemned by God's law. And it is also to believe that Jesus Christ, when he suffered and died on the cross, paid for your sins, and that when you look to him in faith, God mercifully forgives your sins and gives you life everlasting. Walking in darkness is hiding and covering up your sins, imagining that your sins are not that great, imagining that you can somehow merit God's grace and favor through your holy, your holy living or your lifestyle. But walking the light is to see your failures, to let the light show all the dirt, the cobwebs, whatever is in your life and heart, and let Jesus take care of it with his shed blood on the cross. So don't hide from the light. Rather, walk in the light, confess your sins, receive God's forgiveness and life for the sake of Jesus' blood shed on the cross for your sins and the sins of all. We pray. Shine upon us, O Lord, reveal our sinfulness, but bring us to repentance and faith in Christ Jesus, our crucified and risen Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. I ask you to please stand.
The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. seated, we continue our worship by bringing forward our offerings. invite you to please stand and join the prayers of the church. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and your grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that in good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church universal with all its pastors and ministers that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word whereby faith toward you may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. To this end, we pray your blessing on Bishop Heiser, on our pastors, and on all the pastors of our diocese. Bless St. Ignatius Lutheran Seminary, its instructors and students, that men might be trained for the work of the ministry, and when called, faithfully preach and teach your life-giving word. Grant also health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, 
the governor and legislature of the state, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure to the maintenance of righteousness and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name and for your truth's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. We pray for the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, and for all suffering from the horrors of war and the oppression of ungodly rulers. We ask you to protect and keep all those who trust in you, to mercifully grant repentance and life to those who do not yet know you and believe your word, and to judge those who refuse to repent but persist in unbelief and wickedness. We ask that you establish peace in the world and prevent an escalation of war and bloodshed. And although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men and especially of those who believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land and sea, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. We pray for your healing and blessing upon Dick after being hospitalized, upon Janet as she recovers from surgery, upon Dick Stulen, who is home, and we pray for all our fellow believers who are ill or suffering. These and whatsoever other things you would have us ask of you, O God, grant them to us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son and our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. We continue by singing hymn 315. We sing verses 1 through 3 and 11 through 13.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. But chiefly are we bound to praise thee for the glorious resurrection of thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the very Paschal Lamb which was offered for us, and hath taken away the sins of the world, who by his death hath destroyed death, and by his rising to life again hath restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given through death for all your sins. May this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake. Amen. true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the true blood given of our Lord and Savior for Jesus all Christ, your sins. shed for the remission of your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of all your sins. And the Lord bless you and keep you in this baptismal grace. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of all your sins. Now please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
The Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take heed. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given into death for all of your sins. Take also and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, poured out for you for the full and free forgiveness of all of your sins. Now please rise. May this, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you unto the one true faith and life everlasting. Amen. Thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. O God, the fount, O God the Father, fount and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness did send thine only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank thee that for his sake thou hast given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we beseech thee not to forsake thy children, but evermore to rule our hearts and minds by thy Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve thee through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. 
Bless we the Lord. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. may be seated. We close our worship by singing hymn 436, The Lord's My Shepherd, I'll Not Want.
You know, welcome to all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The announcements are in the back of the bulletin. Uh, the most important one, of course, is we're going to have a potluck dinner in a few minutes. And all of you are invited to stay and join us for that. Uh, we also then will have a congregational meeting following dinner. And uh, if anybody wishes to join online, if you let me know, then I'll uh, connect. If no one is interested, I won't, I won't worry about it. Uh, also, we have our midweek online Bible study, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, via Jitsi. And I'll be sending out the link to that. And then the ladies' second Saturday brunch is 11 a.m. on Saturday, May 14th. So a couple of weeks off on that one. Uh, any other announcements this morning? The microphone seemed to work all right without having all this stuff up here in the way. Because the other one, you kind of had to stand over here to read and over here to get into it. So, Lee, you have an announcement? Okay, he must have been watching. <laughs> so, he probably knows more about that than I do, unfortunately for me. But Okay. <laughs> uh, since we'll be eating in a few minutes, let's also bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your bountiful blessings to us. We thank you for the food which we're about to eat and pray your blessing there. We also... Pray your blessing upon our meeting this day. And above all, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your son and for, gift and for forgiveness and life through faith in his name. Amen.